Hello everybody and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 228 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Because yes, indeed, this live show goes up as a podcast. Which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who has been a few month member over on Anchor.fm, so thank you very much for subscribing to me, Toph Morse. You are the best. How is everyone doing? It has been crazy here in Asgard. We had some local elections here in the chat today, and so that caused some chaos trying to figure out who to vote for and trying to find the campaign sites and then trying to get time for Freya to go and all the while me trying to take care of baby Thor and then I had to cook dinner. It's been quite a stressful last hour and a half to two hours, and I was somehow still able to make it here on time as well. So thank you all for just being awesome, for just being awesome, amazing people. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, you see that I do have a pinned comment because, yeah, Bob the Midichlorian. All right, he's the hardest working Midichlorian in the galaxy, and if you want to have your own Bob the Midichlorian shirt designed by Freya, check out that link in my Teespring. Anyway. <laughs> enough of the small self-promotion you guys are great uh we've had uh, several streams as of late that have not been the typical sort we celebrated the empress of the universe tina's birthday this past weekend so thank you to everyone that was able to join us for that amazing birthday stream also congratulations to everyone who was able to win because we did uh some giveaways of some blu-rays i have not had any time to get any of those set up or mailed out so I'm hoping to get them in the mail this week, so you might get them within the next two weeks or so, uh, but things have been crazy here as of late. I'm staring at the stacks of movies, and so I'll have to go back and actually check and see who won which movie. So anyway, uh, thank you very much for your patience with that, um, and just remember, it was free, so... <laughs> That's all. That's all I can say. That's all I can say about that one. But hello, everybody. D Live fam, what's going on? So D Live fam, I'm trying something new. I just realized that since last stream, uh, since I wanted to also stream to D Live simultaneously and not be able to watch uh, and keep up with the chat over there, I put it on subscribers only, which allowed for subscribers and also for any mods to be active in the chat. Now I have it on followers only, but I have it set so that you had to have been a follower for about an hour in order for people to make comments. So hopefully that is able to uh, deal with some of the trollery that we have had in DLive. I had no idea until just now that we were able to do it. So um, yeah, pretty pretty excited to see that going on. We got Captain Dean Heiss, who is celebrating a three-month sub streak over on DLive. So hail to Captain Dean Heiss, and thank you for your love and to support, and to my DLive fam. Uh, hopefully it doesn't kick anybody out, but you had to have been a follower for an hour, and I'm assuming that's an hour total. I don't know if that means an hour just in, in, in general, or I, hopefully it means if you've been a follower on the channel for at least an hour and not an hour into the stream. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. If there is an issue over there, we'll play around with it. But it's just nice to not have to worry about all the damn Turkish trolls that like to come into these streams. But the big topic tonight, with all those segues out of the way, is the fact that is indeed that time of the year again, everybody. It is time for the third annual Wednesday Raven Awards. That's right, the third annual Wednesday Raven Awards. And it's uh, it's pretty exciting times. It's it's pretty exciting times. Let me try and get my uh, 
my uh, little window set up here, and then let's uh, transition over. Boom! So we've got ourselves the website. This is the OMB Reviews website. I'm actually in the process of updating it. I'm actually looking to potentially uh, actually finally buy a domain name. So instead of it being the ombreviews.home.blog, it actually is just ombreviews.com. So I'm looking to uh, take care of that. There's also some pretty cool things through WordPress that I'm looking into and could potentially be really cool. Actually could potentially have memberships hosted directly on the website. So for anyone that's a little tired of Subscribestar or has been looking for a viable alternative from Patreon, that might be something in the future. Uh, Again, that's still a work in progress. I'm still doing some research on that. If you know a whole lot about websites um, obviously uh, check out and email me at odin's movieblog at gmail.com uh, but as you can see if you go to the website you'll find that there is a tab dedicated to the raven awards and so you can see the winners and nominees from the 2018 2019 raven awards and for the 2020 raven awards that's films that came out in 2020 you'll be able to submit your nomination so right now we're in the collection process so we're collecting all of the nominees And then that will go all the way until March 14th, uh, the night of March 14th. I will then collect all of that information together and put out an official nominees list and then open that up for voting so that people can vote for winners as well. Uh, Some of the categories, of course, are best movie of 2020. I know that 2020 was kind of a limited year for movies, but it's always cool to see some of those films that don't get nearly as much attention get some uh, you know, get some, get some, uh, get some love. But again, these are for films released in 2020. So again, films released in 2020. If they were made in a previous year, but their official release were not, it was not until 2020. We're going based on theatrical release. So any film actually released in 2020 is what we're looking for here. Some people have been. Every year, people just don't get it, and they put movies from the past, and they say, "Well, I don't know this, so I'm just going to put a random movie." No, no, no. Please, if you don't, if you don't have an answer to a category, just just leave it blank. It's okay. You can leave those categories blank. Um, but I do ask that uh, I do ask that you try and take it seriously. All right, this is a serious this is a serious award show. All right, we're as serious as the Oscars. Only our categories are better. So anyway, we got best movie of 2020. We also got the the prestigious. Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Craft World Building uh, for films released in 2020, of course. And this is prestigious award for those movies that truly sucked in every single way. Uh, there's already a couple of contenders I know for that film. We also have a Lifetime Achievement Award. And so this is for people who have been overlooked by many uh, as far as people who have been involved in the film industry. So again, film-oriented stuff, right? This is a movie review channel. I know I used to have a movie blog, and I know that no one ever actually believed it, but hey, we are still a movie review channel. So the previous winners would be Stan Lee, who actually did appear in movies, and Keanu Reeves were previous winners. Uh, Best original story, best low-budget film. Uh, Here it is that it has to have been a movie made for less than $20 million. And so in the nomination process, if your film does not match that, it will not be accepted. Most unnecessary film remake. So again, films that are just really bad. We also have best pointless remake and what this means is that yeah all remakes are pointless but there are some remakes that actually are, are pretty good or pretty well made for what they are most underrated film most overrated film most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film and this year i have added descriptions so that way you know the differences between the different categories shill of the year my one of my favorites shill of the year and there's a definition there from urban dictionary about what a shill is you then have most pointless character in a film, most iconic film, meaning a film that you think will be remembered. 
from 2020 and will be remembered for years to come that will have a lasting impact, whether that's a good impact or not, right? Most iconic film. Also, worst writing slash story for a film. Breakthrough performance by an actor or actress for a film. So this can be either a brand new actor or actress, can be already an established one, but in 2020, was there a performance from an actor in a movie that really just stood out? That was almost, in a way, a breakthrough in certain ways. Uh, Then we have fun awards like the best fight scene action sequence in a film, so please make sure you list the movie and the actual sequence um, from the film itself. Uh, John Wick, of course, has won in this category before. Best director for a film. Most SJW screenwriter. And I want you to, again, list the movie and the writer. And I give you a definition from Urban Dictionary about what an SJW actually is. Uh, So, again, lots of fun stuff there. Best cinematography. You all know I love cinematography. Best visual effects. That's right. Best visual effects. Not crap visual effects. Best visual effects. We then, of course, have NPC of the year. Again, another definition from Urban Dictionary. Best animated movie, best stunt work for film. So best stunt work, stunt team. And then one category that has been updated since last year, because there were some comments and questions, is the 24th category, which is best one-liner, which has now been added to be not only best one-liner, but also best quote from 2020. So again, almost every single one of these categories is specific to films. Again, films Release in 2020, that can be on Netflix, on Amazon, in theaters, right? As long as there is a release date on the film for 2020, and it was made for release in 2020. Now, obviously, 2020 was a weird year, and so the theatrical release concept is kind of out the window. But let's say it's a movie like Soul that did not get released theatrically in the United States, but did get released on Christmas Day, right? That would be uh, a film that would count. That would be a film that you could count in this category. So, again, common sense stuff here. Right, don't don't let things go over your head. Just think about the films that came out in 2020, and obviously it's going to be a rough year. We're going to have uh, probably not too many people put in their nominees, put in their nominations this year, but that that that's okay. All right, that's okay. Uh, we're going to have fun with it nonetheless. So anyway, that is now open, and uh, again, go check out, go check out the website ombreviews.home.blog. Uh, if you would like to enter in your entry. Again, you don't have to fill in every category, though I do recommend it, especially if you have a answer for it. And again, make sure you keep it serious. Uh, I just posted a link to it as well. All right, let's go ahead and say hello to people. Daniel Thorne in the chat. What's going on, Daniel Thorne? Glad to have you in the chat over on DLive. Now let's say hello to my YouTube people. What's going on, YouTube fam? How's it going, YouTube fam? Let us see. Brian Barth, what's going on? Slicer Neon's here as well. R-E-W-O-P-300 says, A pity Odyssey doesn't have live streaming. Hi all. They're working on it. I'm assuming it'll be in within the next month. Um, hopefully by the end of March. That would be really awesome. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it'll be really awesome because I know they're working on it and I cannot wait. Bruce says, I think I only voted on three categories. Oh, you're the one. You're the one, Bruce. Disappointing, disappointing. Andrew Hoyle, what's going on? Andrew Hoyle, who's a member on the channel, says, Happy Texas Liberation Day. Yes, indeed. Happy Liberation Day to all of my Texas brothers and sisters out there. We got Laura waiting for Nerdrotic in the chat, waving hello. Hello, Laura. How's it going? We got Matthew Highland in the chat as well. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Hopefully you're doing well. I hope that your Lent is going swimmingly so far. Uh, we got Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. What's going on? Telling us that Steph will be late, but that's okay, because it is, of course, Texas Independence Day. 
Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Glad to have you back in the chat. Tina B, thank you for letting everyone know. Yes, indeed. If you have a comment or question and you are not a member on the channel, make sure that you use the tag Odin Question. All one word, Odin Question. You do not need an at symbol. Just the word Odin Question. It'll highlight orange on my screen. It'll let me know that you're trying to get my attention. Right? And so there's instructions that are constantly scrolling beneath me. And I do fall behind in the chat. So please do not spam the chat. Put your comment one time. And unless I tell you, hey, there are comments that have been skipped and you might want to do it again. Not until then, only at that time, can you post it again. So please do not double post as it drives both me and the Valks crazy. You rock. Thank you. All righty. Let us see who else is here. Brian Barth tagged and says, why are they canceling Dr. Seuss? Apparently they're canceling Dr. Seuss because there are some images in the original works that are seen as, quote, culturally insensitive. I don't know which images they're talking about specifically, but it's just yet another thing that they're trying to cancel. As I said, the, the, the cancel culture will not stop until everything is canceled, including themselves, right? So cancel culture will not stop until every last thing is canceled, including the people who are doing the canceling. And so they're going to go to every book, every movie you can think of. And that's why it's scary. And that's why, especially when Gina Carano was fired, and the reason that she got fired by, by, by sharing that thought about how there are some eerily eerily similar things going on now as there have been in the past, I think kind of makes it more creepy. Because what is the difference between what, what's happening now and book burning and ban list? What is the difference? Like, we live in a digital age now, right? And so there are some differences. But now the woke mob is, is doing what? Is they are canceling people to the point of getting any reissues. So the big thing with Dr. Seuss is that they're not going to be reprinting any of the ones in question. So if you're holding on to those, hold on to them. Don't let them take them. But to be honest, what is to stop them from going that far? It's an honest question. If they're willing to destroy someone's career, if they're willing to do some of the most disgusting and despicable things as far as demonizing a person in that way, what else, you know, what else would they do? What else wouldn't they do? You know, it's crazy. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews, what's going on, good sir? Hail to the Orange Chat. He says, hail Odin, here with my aunt. She says, hello. Well, hello, aunt Orange Chat Reviews. Also, was curious if you ever saw The Ghost and the Darkness with Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Wouldn't call it horror, and it's pretty good even today. Nice. No, I've never heard of it, actually. Um, but I do like Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas as a casting choice. By the way, uh, your uh, uh, Orange Hat, the, the, the recent giveaway that you had, uh, that should be arriving this week. Anyone that won a giveaway, uh, like an online giveaway, through uh, typically through Amazon, that's my uh, people who are in the uh, Patreon giveaway chat on Discord. Um, anyone that's won those types of gifts, those have been sent, those have been uh, put out there. But any one of the films that I was holding up on Tina's birthday stream, those are still sitting around me in random conglomerations. By the way, I left my water bottle at home, or rather at home, <laughs> I left it at work, and so I'm working with a tiny little glass of water today. <sighs> Nothing like a little tap water. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts me. <clears throat> they put fluoride in the water. 
and I'll let you draw your own conclusions from that. Uh, who else we have in the chat? Hail to everybody, by the way. And make sure you smash that like button. We do have 50 people watching. And I know, I think I saw Tina saying that everyone and their mom is streaming tonight, which, again, makes sense because, you know, it's one thing. What drives me crazy. I'm going to throw some shade. I'm going to throw some shade. You know, I'm not afraid to throw some shade every now and then. Is there anything wrong with creating a schedule and sticking to it? Honesty? Like, is there anything wrong with that? Saying, hey, at this time every single week, this is when we go. I don't know. I just think that it could uh, it could help out the the community that we have here to try and not cross the streams. Just a thought. Now, I'm not saying that the people who are streaming right now haven't done that already. I'm assuming that they already have had a schedule. Um, but it is interesting how sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do a random stream. It's like, great, your channel is vastly larger <laughs> And so, therefore, you're going to be pulling away a lot of people that might have, you know, similar subscription boxes. And all, all I want is to be able to talk to people. And, 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 and you pulling people away that I can talk to makes me sad. <laughs> but anyway, hail to the chat. Mm, yes. Mm-mm-mm. Nothing like a little tiny glass of water. <laughs> all righty here. What is going on? Uh, waiting for an drag. Laura says... If you like jump scares, watch Underwater, starring Kristen Stewart. It wasn't Shakespeare, but it was entertaining. Well, I hate jump scares, so now that makes me not want to watch it. But yeah, I, I have heard decent things. Uh, I think it was Mahler who was one of the first ones, like one of the first major channels, to actually mention it in, in a positive way. So yeah, uh, but thank you for letting me know their jump scares, because that might actually uh, be the determining factor as far as whether or not I actually watch it or not. Uh, James Dashe, thank you very much for the $1 donation via Streamlabs. I do appreciate those direct donations, as YouTube does not get a penny. He says, hey, Odin, I read an article about how awful the Golden Globes ratings are, getting a new all-time low. I guess it's not surprising at this point. No, it's not. Uh, the Golden Globes have always been a joke. They become even more of a joke every year. Having the unfunny Tina Fey um, and Amy Poehler on there as, as host is definitely did not help their case. But here's the thing. More and more people are getting tired of watching elitist pack themselves on the back, right? People are tired, you know, especially during this COVID quarantine, right? People who have lost their jobs, who have had to struggle with mental illness, who have felt sorrow and loneliness. When they see these massive stars trying to act like they know exactly how everyone else is feeling, and these people are living in their mansions and can fly anywhere they want in the world and, and don't have to worry about any of the restrictions, like the rules don't apply to them, it, it pisses people off. So why would anyone want to watch an elitist show of a bunch of rich people patting themselves on the back? I, I know that I don't want to watch that, not to mention the fact that all they're going to do is is preach wokeness to me. All the while, they're not actually even following their own rules, right? I love the Hollywood star who will talk all about how we need to stop climate change and how we need to do all these things, but yet they will jet set around the world. Because it's not about them, right? It's about it's about the plebs, right? We can't have the regular plebs, every regular people. They, they're the ones that can't fly, right? I, I can fly because I, I'm important, is their mindset, right? That's, that's the mindset they have. So why would anyone want to watch that? Right? I mean, again... The Golden Globes have been a joke for a long time, but now, especially more than ever before, it's even worse. I think, what, it dropped 40 to 60% or so, and everyone's going to blame COVID, and every time I hear that excuse for TV stuff, I think to myself, you do realize that more people are home, and more people are looking for escapism, so the Golden Globes should actually be higher rated because of that very reason. 
but it's very easy for us to know why. One of the plethora of reasons why that show and why many things in Hollywood are failing miserably. Matthew Smith, hail to you. Glad to have you here. Pat S., also in the chat, hail to you. ZK Man, who's a member, what's going on? Says, hail to all. Hope everyone is doing great. I'm behind today and just got done with a workout. About to get cleaned up and be back soon. Ooh, I hope the workout went well, K-Man. And yes, indeed, make sure you clean up. Always, always clean up for the chat. As Laura puts in a song, Carry on my wayward son. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, for those that did watch my review of Supernatural, it was a series all-around review, talking a little bit about my history with the show, my overall thoughts about the uh, the series finale or the double series finale. Uh, thank you very much for the support on that one because, yeah, th- those tend not to do as well, which is okay because, it's again, it's more about those uh, interacting with people who, who get it, interacting with people who you know, understand the show, respect the show, right? And having those conversations. It's been really cool to read some of the comments and uh, the experiences that other people have had. Because, yeah, I had a lot of really cool experiences with that show. Uh, It reminds me of my youth. It reminds me of my friends that I had in high school and college who I've I've kind of lost touch with, sadly. Um, But, yeah, thank you for that. Man, that song, too. Ah, perfection. Perfection, as is most of the soundtrack to that show. All right, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Forever Sci-Fi, of course, also is a member on the channel. Hail to you. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Damn right, Laura. Great song to boot. Pat S., who's a member, says, There are more people watching this stream live than watching the Golden Globes. Lowest numbers ever on NBC. Wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me. Bruce, what's going on, says, Hail Odin, as does David Gill. Thank y'all for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, James Dachier in the chat, of course. Andrew Hoyle says, Vote Pedro. Yes. Here to make all your wildest dreams come true. Gotta love Pedro. We got the hunky, chunky, funky monkey in the chat. Hail to you, hunky, chunky. Glad to have you back. Nathan Slay says, Good evening to you, good sir. Good evening, Nathan Slay. I appreciate it. Father says, who won what movies? Well, I won the 4K Extended Edition of The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, oh, Father. Oh, Father, you're so funny. You only could wish. You could only wish that you would have won that. Pat S. says, why is Bob the Midichlorian off-white? Is that racist? To put it simply, Pat S., yes. And I don't care. <laughs> The new number two says, Hail Odin, just going to be listening tonight. Other stuff going on, no problem at all. Thirsty Warrior says, Shameless self-promotion with its pinned comment. It's not even really self-promotion, it's promoting the wife. Which I think actually makes it even better, because I'm showing love and support to, to Freya, to the wife. Because she designed it, and she's very proud of it. And, I mean, just look at this little dude. He's just cute, he's got a little hard hat on. You know, it's, it's Bob the Midichlorian, man. He's He's chill. Plus, the shirt's very comfortable as well if you go with one of the more uh, one of the more comfy blends. Uh, Laura, waiting for Nadrotic, says, Thanks for the nudge, jerk. Got back into Supernatural yesterday. Only five seasons to one. <laughs> well, you're welcome for that, Laura. You're welcome. And, yeah, I mean, the seasons, they have their ups and downs, right? There's the really good seasons. There's the okay seasons. I just never thought that it was bad. You know, I, I never thought that the show overall w- was terrible. Um, and, and there was never really a really bad episode, right? There were some, there were some not so great moments, but 
Yeah, it's a solid show. That soundtrack, I mean, again, their use of uh, classic rock is always uh, a delight. It's always a delight. So I'm actually, I'm happy. I'm happy that I got you back into the show. Alrighty here. What else do we have? What else do we have going on in the chat? Mr. Roy, hail to you, Mr. Roy. Glad to have you back. I, I appreciate it. Uh, Pat S. says, see you at 7.03 Central, D-Lab Trolls. Maybe. Uh, and then Andrew Hoyle says, mm, I love Turkish Delight. You would. You and your UK brethren with your with your weird taste in food. I've seen British Bake Off. I know the kinds of things you eat. It disgusts me. <laughs> Who puts rhubarb in a pie? Come on, man. Uh, Nathan Slay says, "What is your opinion on Jaws?" I think it's I think it's awesome. Uh, Jaws is is a classic. Um, by today's standards, yeah, the shark doesn't look as menacing as maybe it did when it first came out. But I think I argue it still holds up. It still holds up to the fact that I'm still terrified of open water. So I, I would say that that's pretty successful. <laughs> that's that's a pretty successful shark right there to still have a grown man sh- uh, afraid. Uh, Thursday's Warrior says, I thought the Raven Awards would be, would have been nevermore. No, the Raven Awards, they go on because if they're going to have a woke Oscars, we're going to have alternate programming. It's just the way that it was. Uh, Brian Bart says, what's there to reward? Practically nothing was released in 2020. Au contraire, there were actually several films that came out in 2020 and I've talked about several of them on the channel. All you got to do is just look it up, man. Just look it up. Uh, Wikipedia has a great collection. Uh, one, Wikipedia has a lot of problems with uh, some of the people behind the scenes and how they, you know, explain certain people and, and they label certain people a certain way incorrectly. But when it comes to their list of movies, it's it's pretty great. So look in 2020 in film, you will see a plethora of movie options. Yeah, I agree. There were not as many wide releases this year. But think back to the early parts of this year. There were tons. Um, in fact, if you want to have an even uh, uh, another way of looking at it, uh, if you go to my website, uh, ombreviews.home.blog, I posted the link earlier. There should be a link in the description too. If you go to 2020 in film, so there's film reviews section, 2020 in film, you'll see all the movies that I saw this year. And yeah, it's not as large as some of the other ones, but there there were a ton of movies that came out. And there's a ton of movies that I haven't seen yet. Uh, so here here are some of the movies it, excuse me, in no order. So this is not indicative of whether they're good or not. But these are the movies that I actually saw in 2020 that came out that year. Uh, the Gentleman, Birds of Prey, Sonic the Hedgehog, Guns Akimbo, Onward, Artemis Fowl, The Five Bloods, Tenet, The New Mutants, Mulan, Love and Monsters, Honest Thief, Mank, Wonder Woman 1984, and Soul. And I don't believe I saw any of the ones... So in the ones that I haven't seen, but I have some generic interest in, films like Bloodshot, Extraction, The Father, Sound of Metal, The Vast of Night, Unhinged, Bill and Ted Face the Music, Enola Holmes, Fat Man, Greenland, and News of the World. So there were movies that came out, and I'm sure there's movies that I didn't even mention uh, that some people are are more aware of than I am. But there there's gonna be enough there's gonna be enough movies and parts I think for us to get at least some minimum nominee. Even if we just have three or four nominees in every category, then then we'll make it work. Lord knows it's going to be a hell of a lot better than whatever the hell the Oscars are going to put together because you know the Oscars are going to be putting 
anything and everything that's woke in all those categories. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, all voted. Boom. Glad to have you having vote. I think I saw your votes earlier because it does it does tell me it does ping me or it pings where in the world the uh, the, the the ballot was submitted and I was like ooh one of my UK brethren put it in. Forever Sci-Fi says Texas is looking better every day. I agree. It is indeed the land and home of the Brie. Of the Brie. Oh Lord, I just pissed off some Texans. I meant of the free, of course. If 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 I meant Brie cheese, then maybe it's a good thing. But. Ugh. That's not the breathe. This is not the breathe that you're looking for, as it. <laughs> Soul Assassin, hail to you. Glad to have you here. Rob D in the chat. Snort a poopus, Cuber. What's going on? Glad to have you back, as always. I appreciate it. Tina B says, there were remakes last year. I don't remember last year. Yeah, I mean, I think there were some remakes. Uh, Sasha Neon says, I know Texas is the Lone Star State, but which is the Dark Helmet State? Princess Vespa State? Mog State? And, of course, the Yogurt State? I see what you did there, Slicer, and I don't have any answers. None at the very least. None at the very least that would make any sense. Tina B says, did the critics like 184? Yeah, remember those first critic reviews that came out? Right right now on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's sitting around 60. But remember those initial reviews. Remember that these are the reviews that tend to get people to go out to a theater to watch a movie, or at the very least to download, in this case, HBO Max to watch it. They were insanely high. I want to say it was like, what, in the 80s, as far as their percentage goes? And those were the access media. Those were the members that got the instant access, the early access, so they could get the reviews out there first. And we all know that they propped that film up like no other. And then once more people got to see it, right, the non-access media was able to get that down to a lower state. And I think it went around 60%. It could be lower at this point. I know it was hovering around being, being rotten. Um, but I would, I would consider that to be a, uh, I would consider that to be an overrated film for sure, especially because of that initial, um, random, uh, random thoughts of, uh, of praise. All right. Let us see. Copra Viper 999. Welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here as always. Andrew Hoyle says, well, I can tell you what 2021's most iconic movie will be. Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, I keep hearing about that movie. And people are saying, watch it. Don't watch it. Watch it. Don't watch it. I don't know. Pat S. says, how many people from the LGBTQXYZ community need to be in the film to be nominated? Like, the percentage-wise, well, luckily, we don't have those stupid rules here. Because <laughs> all we care about is, is the movie good or is it not? Is the acting good or is it not? All those other things are but secondary and tertiary things. Remember, one should be judged based on the content of one's character, not the color of one's skin. For some reason, we've gone and and gotten into a world where that doesn't apply anymore, and it's sad. It's a very sad thing to see. Father then says, Sonic for Best Picture of 2020. Something tells me that Sonic is probably going to get a... uh, is probably going to get a lot of love this year. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right. The YouTube chat has jumped on me like it always does. Again, much love to everybody. Um, Let's see. It looks like some comments were skipped. All right. So some comments were skipped only in the early on version. So it's 712 in the YouTube chat. So if you had a comment before 712 and you've been watching this whole time and I didn't read your comments, it means that it likely was skipped. And so feel free to post it again. 
but only if you've been paying attention. If you have not been paying attention, if you went away for a little bit and you can't be for sure, you might want to avoid it. Or if you want to guarantee it, of course, you can donate via Streamlabs or Super Chat. But again, that is your prerogative. Uh, anyway, going before going back into the YouTube chat, let's see what's going on with my D Live fam. What is going on, D Live fam? Uh, let's see. Will Gentry, what's going on? Says, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear me. Happy birthday to me. Is it really your birthday, Will Gentry? If it is, happy, happy birthday to you. Daniel Thorne says, happy National Banana Cream Pie Day and National Old Stuff Day. What is the oldest thing you own? Oh, Lord. Um, there are things that I have from my past that are still somewhere buried in my parents' attic or closet somewhere back home <laughs> in New Orleans. Um, you know, because you all know, uh, sometimes it takes years for that stuff to fi officially get transferred over to one's home. If I had to talk about oldest things in my house right now, it's probably the shelf next to me because I got this. This was uh, my wife's uh, grandfather's uh, shelf. So I'm assuming this would then be the oldest thing. If, if we're going based on how old the thing is, that's probably the oldest. Um, the only things I can think of that could be older, shout out to Mr. Peabody, are the original 1970s uh, Star Wars figures. So I have some original... I have the original Chewbacca. I've got uh, Steve, as I like to call him. He's kind of just like the generic um, uh, pilot figure, you could say. So those would probably be the, the second oldest things because they're from the 70s. That, that's about as, as far back as, as I think those things go, though. Uh, Dana Thorne then says, Have you seen Alphaville by Jean-Luc Godard? I have not. What is that? He then says, Theaters are opening in NYC, and I have tickets for Chaos Walking. I might try to sneak into Raya and the Dragon. Yeah, I haven't heard much about Raya and the Dragon. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in it, to be honest. I might watch it just to review it uh, to see what it's all about. But obviously, uh, I think, isn't that the newest Pixar movie? And obviously, I'm not a big fan of Disney right now, so we'll see. Um... But that's awesome as far as theaters opening up. Uh, good luck. It sounds like it's going to suck because 25% capacity is the limitation over there. And uh, you also have to wear a mask the entire time. And I don't know if they're allowing concessions. I don't think they are. But it, it's going to be a rough time. It's going to be a rough time. So hopefully the workers over there are not going to be asshats. Um, and, and make sure it, I mean, we the worst thing in the world. You're just enjoying a movie. Your mask is down and you're just chilling. And some like teenager comes in and says, um, excuse me, you have to bring your mask on cue to go along with, uh, the, the city mandate. I don't know why I gave it that voice. I'm, I apologize to anyone. That's just my generic, like high school age, um, age kid. And that's not what they sound like. I teach high schoolers and that's not what they sound like. That was very mean of me. And I apologize to anyone who speaks that way. Man, I feel bad. Daniel Thorne uh, then says, have you seen the Top Gun Maverick trailer in Lego? In Lego? No, I haven't. Um, I am excited for Top Gun Maverick. I know there's some criticism because apparently there was, what is it, was it a Taiwan patch originally on the jacket or it was like a Korean patch or something. It was something where it's been altered most likely to appease to China. I get that. I understand that. But Let's be honest, that trailer is badass. I mean, the the cinematography alone in that movie, it, it makes me want to watch it because they're doing some revolutionary stuff with the camera work in those jets. Uh, Will Gentry then says, yes, it is. Now it's past midnight here. Turned 43 years old today. Will Gentry, happy 43-year-old birthday 
to you, good sir. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, that 70s rock fan is just followed. Uh, that 70s rock fan, do be aware that there is a, uh, a limitation um, that you have to have been following for at least an hour um, in order to be able to uh, leave a chat over there. Uh, and again, that's just to try and save us from trolls. There are other metrics that I can use it by, but I'm going to try an hour. And if we can get, you know, maybe just leave it running in the background to get your hour. That way, if you ever want to come back to DLive and chat, you can. Um, but so far, it's working pretty well. No no random trolls have popped in. Uh, it's 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 been pretty great. It's been pretty nice. Um, obviously, people who have really crappy names can still follow, but at least they can't talk and derail the things over there. But anyway... That's Denny's Rock fan. Thank you for following me, but that's the reason why you can't chat yet. Uh, let's see. Back over to the YouTube fam. Uh, let's start off at 713 with Cobra Viper 999. Uh, Cobra Viper says, My favorite movie of 2020 was Saint Maud. I haven't heard of that one. Saint Maud. That sounds interesting. Where, 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 where's my pen? Where's my pen? Got tons of things written down over here. Saint Maud. Uh, tell me more. Could you please tell me about your mother? Tell me more about the movie, though. Let me know why Why you think it's the best film of the year. Thursday the Warriors member says, Dr. Seuss also did some insensitive anti-Japanese images for the government in World War II. So he did them for the government, not in his actual books. Keep in mind that that was the sentiment at the time. Uh, it doesn't make it morally good, right? But it does at least help us to understand it, right? That was the standard of, of, of how things were at the time. It would be, to me, it's almost like you trying to say, let's cancel the World War II Museum in uh, New Orleans because they happen to feature racist propaganda. It's like, well, no, it's important for us to have those images because it helps us to understand what was going on at that time in history. So, again, you know, whether you want to defend Dr. Seuss or not for that, because we were at war, like there was this negative connotation, we have to always put things in their proper context, right? We have to always put things in their proper context. Matthew Highland Taddy says, I'm so excited that Leonardo DiCaprio will be the villain in Scorsese's movie Killers of the Flower Moon. He's playing a villain. Uh, DiCaprio can play a pretty good villain. I like Scorsese's films. Um, Hardwick says, as a who, I am highly offended by Dr. Seuss's stereotypical portrayal of us. <laughs> but who are you? Cindy Lou who? That's who. Oh, man. Uh, Rosie G12 Hale says, I feel sorry for Dr. Seuss's family with these idiots smearing his name. Yes, yeah, seriously. Imagine being like, what would it be this time? Great granddaughter, great great grandson, whatever it might be. And having looked up to that person in your life for so long, only to be told by the media and the Twitter mob that they're one of the worst people imaginable, it's disgusting. It, it really honestly is disgusting. Uh, Father says, Odin's never heard of the ghost in the darkness. Consider me shocked. Yeah, seriously. No one should be shocked at this point in my lack of, of some movie knowledge. <laughs> Uh, ZK Man says, I looked at eBay earlier today, and the cheapest Dr. Seuss book that's being canceled is $80 for one book. One of the others is now $300. I would tell anyone who's interested in preserving or just in collecting in general, check out all of your local used bookstores um, because it might be a good time to pick one of those up. What are some of the ones that are being canceled, though? 
Nathan Slay says, Oscars, the Oscar for Best Visual Effects goes to Do Little. Yeah, sure, Nathan. Sure. <laughs> Animal Grim, welcome to the chat. Soul Assassin Tatian says, Would you eat green eggs and ham in a box or with a fox? How about in a house with a mouse? Again, that's classic stuff. Why is anyone thinking that this is hateful stuff going on here? Uh, Brian Barr says, What did you think of the 78th Golden Globes? Uh, what do you think of the winners? Didn't watch them. Have no interest in them whatsoever. I, I looked up the, the, the winners casually just to see exactly what got awarded, and it looked like nonsense. I mean, Borat won Best Comedy. He also, I think, won Best Actor. Like, it's stupid. Stupid, stupid. Um, Nomadland won for drama. I've heard good things. Haven't seen Nomadland. But other than that, it was a joke. Uh, 70, uh, the Golden Globes have always been a joke. It's kind of like the Whose Line Is It Anyway, right? Everything's made up and the points don't matter. I mean, honestly, the Golden Globes mean nothing. So, yeah, screw the Golden Globes. They suck. All right. What else? Andrew Hoyle says, but if you cross the streams, you can take down the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yes, this is true. This is a fact. Thursday's Warrior says, I meant what I said, and I said what I meant, and elephants canceled 100%. Yeah, I guess that would be one. Here's the thing. Wouldn't be surprised if they went after that book. A person's a person, no matter how small. Seems like a pretty pro-life message to me. I bet that that book might get canceled. If anyone were to be like, hey, Twitter mob, have you seen this book and what it implies about the value of human life? They'd cancel it, or they'd at least try to cancel it. But no, that that's... A, I, the Horton Hears a Who is such a great story. And all I could ever think of is the is the musical, of Susical the Musical, and, and the main storyline revolves around... Uh, Horton hears a who. A person's a person, no matter how small. Great, great show. Uh, it's a trap productions. It's a trap productions, good sir. Says, my lord, your court jester has returned. I went on a great journey to bring you fried chicken. I regret to inform you that my journey was a failure. It's a trap. You just let me down, man. Do you have me excited at, at, at fried chicken? And now you're not going to get me that fried chicken, man? Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's okay. I had some uh, delicious steak. was able to cook up some steak tonight and uh, some delicious Italian sausage um, with a side of sweet potatoes. Ooh. Ooh, it was good. Had to eat it very quickly because I was so far behind. Speaking of which, I... Um, my my childhood my my childhood self has 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 you know begun to feel desires to go back to the nostalgic things and so I am now a proud owner of some Yu-Gi-Oh cards once again and I don't feel any shame about it I now own all four pieces of Exodia there's this really cool set on Amazon I think it's going for like eighty bucks you get three different decks one of which is the deck that includes all four pieces of Exodia Dark Magician like the the typical Yugi deck. It has like three different Yugi decks throughout the beginning of the series. And then it comes with some special cards, which include all three original God cards. I'm very excited. I always wanted those cards when I was growing up. And uh, yeah, I'm looking to start playing again. So if you are into Yu-Gi-Oh, let me know. Let me know. Um, It's gotten very complicated since I left. It's gotten very complicated. There are so many different kinds of summons now. Every monster, it seems, has an effect. I mean, so much reading, but... I kind of want to get into it for a couple reasons. One, because it's nostalgic. But two, also, I kind of want to be able to develop a hobby that requires me to to think more critically. 
And to have to like actually read a card and to try and react to moves and, and that kind of stuff to stay thinking, but also to have fun with it because it's like, you know, fighting with monsters and I can be, it's time to do 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 I just, I don't know. It seems to have kind of that best of both worlds mentality. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I, I got those decks in today and then there's a few modern decks. So I got modern decks to have this, the synchro fusion stuff. And, and there's like one that's called like Z like XYZ fusion as well. It's pretty fascinating stuff. So I'm, I'm very excited. So let me know if any of y'all are, are into the Yu-Gi-Oh's and, and if maybe you could <laughs> give some advice to, uh, give your advice to some older men. Uh, James Dashay, thank you for another dollar donation via Streamlabs, good sir. Thank you for surpassing, once again, YouTube. He says, do you have favorite cartoons from the 30s, 40s, or 50s? I enjoy Tom and Jerry cartoons from the 40s and 50s. Yeah, I'd probably go that route, too. Uh, anything Looney Tune era, um, I, I don't know exactly the decade that those were made. Uh, but any classic cartoons, I, I think so many of them still hold up to this day. Because here's the funny thing about those cartoons, they weren't made for kids. They were specifically shown before movies, and most of the people that went to go see movies at during that era were adults. So they were actually more, much more made for adults than anyone else. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy those because I think they still hold up. Thank you for that donation. Orange Eye Review says, "Odin, you know you are a priority over others. You you know you are priority over others for me." Um, yes. Thank you. I, I needed context for a second, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, the thousand people streaming. Well, Orange Hat, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate the love. Can you feel the love tonight? You're welcome. You're welcome for that, everybody. <laughs> Rosie G12 says, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, thumbs down. I hate smug. Yep. I also uh, like talent, and I don't think they have a lot of it. Amy Poehler, I think has a little bit more on-screen talent than Tina Fey does. And Tina Fey, I think, has some behind-the-scenes, like, with writing, producing. But, yeah, yeah. The, I don't know. I, I don't understand how anyone finds them funny together as presenters. It's like, to me, for the Golden Globes, since they're already a joke, if you're not going to have Ricky Gervais just crapping on everybody, there's no reason to have it. There's no reason to watch it. Uh, the, the, the one good thing about the Golden Globes has been the amazing rants and comments that have been made by Ricky Gervais. And I think this year would have been a perfect year for him because he would have been all up about going up against cancel culture. And it would have been fantastic. But alas, they suck. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hardwick says, I have a paperback copy of a book illustrated by Dr. Seuss that won't be reprinted anytime soon. It's called, I kid you not... The pocketbook of boners. Back then, boner meant gaff or blooper. Oh, okay. At first I was just like, what in the world was Dr. Seuss into back in the day? But that makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense if it was a word for gaff or blooper. Uh, Zach Richmond, thank you for tagging at 718, says, have you seen Ted Lasso? It's a vastly underrated show. The one good part of the Globes was that Jason Sudeikis won an award for it. No, I haven't. Tell me more, tell me more, as they say. Sasha Neon says, Canceling Dr. Seuss is a move by the teachers' union. Cat in the Hat's calculatus eliminatus method makes more sense than the common core, and it threatens them. Ooh, we got some math wars. Is that what you think it is, Slicer? We got math wars? 
Math Wars! Math Wars! Yeah! Could you imagine? Could you imagine a math war? I could. A war over math. <laughs> Thirsty Warrior. Elites are like, defund the police. They interfere with my private security all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Pat S says, did anyone ever consider that they had Tina Fey and Amy Poehler on, not because they are funny, but because they are eye candy? I mean, that's just not the way I tend to perceive things. So, uh, no, I guess. I don't know. Kara Tharp, what's going on? And indeed, I agree. Hollywood thumbs down. Absolutely. Tina B says, years ago, they handed off a Best Actress Golden Globe to Pia Zadora because her husband bought it for her. That's not a joke. It happened. She's an awful actress. Yes. Um, this has been well known about the Globes, that they will always nominate movies if they think they can get stars to come. There was a terrible film that starred Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp, I believe, and it was called The Tourist. And it was labeled as one of the best comedies by the Golden Globes. It was neither great nor a comedy. Still got nominated. And it was very much... I don't know if they outright admitted it, but it was very obvious that they um, just wanted Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie to show up. So they <laughs> they gave it a nomination to try and get some of that star presence. Uh, 8-Bit Snape Boy, welcome back to the chat. Matthew Highland, what's going on? At 720 says, I always think of Randy from South Park when I when I think Wayward Son. <laughs> There's a few things that I think of for Randy Marsh with. Um, Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> the medicinal marijuana episode. Um, and of course, I the best the best line that Randy ever has is whatever he says his son's name. Stun! Stun! And uh, my favorite might be the episode when he buys a blockbuster and they do a play on The Shining. It's so good. By the way, new episode, a new pandemic special uh, dealing with vaccines coming from South Park, I think March 15th. So just a couple weeks away from that. Very excited. Um, I'm a big South Park fan. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, I think Kansas was the last live concert I saw before the lockdown. Dang. Uh, CW Trixie, more people are watching paint dry and grass grow than watching the Golden Globes. That's, I think actually out of beyond this stream, I think what you just said absolutely can be verifiably true. Slash Neon says CPAC was much more watchable than the the pyrite uh, go, uh, by, than the pyrite globes. Well, also, if I'm not mistaken, was the CPAC was CPAC was the Trump speech at CPAC the same time as the Globes? Because if that's the case, then there were almost like a million concurrent viewers watching, watching that speech. I've only listened to a little bit of it, but I know a lot of y'all probably have a lot more thoughts. Uh, Kara Tharp. And this is a, uh, not a completely apolitical show tonight, but we're going to try and avoid uh, pure politics as much as we can. Kara Tharp, thank you. This is the Bob the Midichlorian shirt. My wife designed it, and if you want your own shirt, check out the pinned comment above. Bob the Midichlorian. I know I just mixed genres there, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, this one really is soft. I think I got like the premium blend one. So soft. Stephanie B at 723 says, Hello, sorry, I was sorry for the party. No problem, Stephanie B. Happy Independence Day for you. 
and for Texas. ZK Man says, one of these years I'll finish watching Supernatural. It was after season five or six that I started falling off and became a here and there watch. Yeah, I mean, because it went through those phases, right, when it had some really strong episodes, some strong seasons. Then there was like a kind of like a filler season. And then it came back. So I, I felt like it was worth watching because even if you had to watch a mediocre season, it was still fine. It was still better than a lot of the other things on TV. And it would always eventually get to a really good season. I know that sounds like an odd way of saying it, but yeah, when you go on for 15 seasons and for 15 years, that's a lot of chances to both succeed and also to fail. Uh, Bruce says, I owned and watched the anime of Supernatural. The two stars of the show even voiced their characters. Yeah, how many seasons did they do of the anime? Let me know what your thoughts are. Stephanie B, what's going on? Said, hola, chief. Hola, Stephanie B, como esta? Andrew Hoyle then says, rhubarb crumble, food of the gods. How dare you bring up rhubarb in here? You can shove the rhubarb where the sun don't shine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Nathan Slay. Uh, let's see. He says, what about Annihilation sucked? Um... It's a giant bore uh, because the pacing is terrible. The story is so convoluted that I don't even think the person who wrote it could explain it. And those are the only two things that I really need to say about that film. Um, Let's see. Robert. What's going on, Robert? He says, what was your favorite episode? Mine was the Armory episode where Sam and Dean go into the world and see their actors' lives. Also, Lauren, Lauren Cohen was sizzling as Brandy. Um... The meta episodes. I love any of the meta episodes when they're self-aware. So there is, I think this is the same episode when, yeah, so when they go and they actually, like, see the show. When they see Supernatural being made, I thought that was really awesome. Uh, When they actually live out the life of the actors and they go by their actual real-life names. And uh, one of the actresses that played one of the characters, this might be the person you're talking about. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But one of the actresses that... um, I don't think, no, no, I, actually, I don't think this is the same, but one of the actors, uh, I think it's Jared Padalecki, Jared Padalecki his wife uh, played his love interest on the show, and I think they may, maybe even had met during the show and got married from the show, but it was really funny to see them play on that about how they're married in real life, and that actually showed up on the show itself. Um, tons of things, tons of things, uh, uh, tons of awesome episodes, but any of the meta, the meta episodes, I think, were my favorite, for sure. Thursday Warrior says, who calls chips crisps or cookies biscuits? Those confused Brits. That's who. Damn right. They are all confused. <laughs> Zach Richmond says, how was Love and Monsters? It was fantastic. Uh, Love and Monsters is one of my favorite movies that came out in 2020. And that's not to say because nothing came out and so therefore, teehee, it's on my list. It's actually really well done. It's a movie that you would not think is good. You would think is cheesy. But it's almost similar in a lot of ways to uh, the first Zombieland movie where it's about a guy who is uh, becoming an expert in his field, as it were. But there are some really nice twists and turns. The big thing about that movie that I love is the visual effects. It costs maybe 30 to $40 million to produce the movie. And they had better visual effects than the vast majority of films that came out over the last five years, maybe even longer. And that's when you have good use of CGI because they use real-life sets, real-life locations in mix with CGI monsters, and it worked because they were able to save the budget they had for the monsters and not for the landscapes. And I think that's why 
oftentimes CGI just falls apart. It also made things look a le- look a lot less digital, which I think is always a good thing. I love that movie. I think it's great. Brian Barr says, I have done my duty voting in Raven Awards. Awesome. Thank you very much, good sir. Uh, Nathan Slade Tagging says, what do you get when you cross a horrible Disney movie with a movie with fart jokes, fartimus foul? You can do better than that, Nathan Slade. Come on, man. That's like a dad joke. Abit's Nate Boy, what is your favorite musical movie? I asked last time around, but the chat jumped. Feel free to answer in the chat, by the way. Ooh. Um, well, I definitely can't answer in the chat because the chat's too crazy and I'm falling behind. Uh, <laughs> so, um, favorite musical movie. There are so many different time periods where these, like the nineties to me, the movie musical was just at its peak as far as like animation's concerned. So that's why I love movies like Aladdin. I love m- movies like Mulan as well. Um, Beauty and the Beast, of course, but I'm going to go. I'm going to say modern. I'm going to answer this from a modern perspective. I think my favorite modern musical movie, it's a film called Anna and the Apocalypse. It was on Amazon Prime for a bit. I recommend if you can find the Blu-ray to find it. It's just a really nicely made zombie movie that is also a musical. And it was a low-budget film. And the actors sound great. The acting is very well done. A lot of younger actors that are doing a great job. The visual effects are really cool, and it's just very clever. The music also is very, very well made. There's a one. There's one song called like the fish song, and it, it's like a penguin song, and it, it's just hilarious. My favorite fish. My my favorite dish is fish, mother flipper. And I drink it for the hell of it. A nice bit of halibut. That's not the only fish I eat. Mackerel. Mackerel. I eat more than a snackful. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Love me some... Uh, I can't rap. So, I love me, though, some Anna and the Apocalypse. Look it up. Fantastic. Very underrated film in general, but also a great musical. Great musical movie as well. Uh, Repo, the Gen- uh, Repo the Genetic Opera is also, I think, a pretty underrated Un- unseen or underseen uh, musical movie. Uh, Hardwick says the way the media paints all Trump supporters as domestic terrorists over the January 6th Capitol incident is a direct copy of the way that the Yahtzees use the Reichstag burning to demonize their, their opposition. Why well, I, I definitely know the media's bias on this entire issue has been just nauseating, right? The fact that there are people out there that believe that there was this massive attempted coup and they actually believe that there was an attempted coup is ridiculous. Like if you actually just have a brain and just for a second, look at the information that's available, look at all of the videos that are, that are available. You realize that it's just not the case. Like they love to say the, the, the bloody, the bloody and, and, and deadly insurrection. But then when you go down every single one of the deaths that's mentioned, only one, like, only one, I believe, and I could be wrong on this, please fact check me, only one was actually caused by the crowds, and it was that one person got uh, stampeded, and this is something that happens every single year during Black Friday, doesn't make it right, doesn't make it good, but that was the only action done, like, the, the biggest narrative, the biggest thing that everyone ran with for the longest time was there was a claim that one of the cops got beat in the head over with a fire extinguisher. Turns out that was not true. The, the mother of that officer came out and said, no, that they died of a stroke, unrelated. They, they died of a stroke unrelated to any 
uh, trauma. There's no sign of blunt, for- blunt force trauma. And so, realistically, the, the Capitol Police were actually more more deadly or as deadly. When you look at all the different things as far as like direct correlation, I want to say it's like one-to-one. The, the Capitol Police killed that one woman uh, by shooting her, and then I think the mob stampeded over another person. Everything else was like someone had a heart attack, someone had this or that. And again, I could be wrong on that, but people are blowing it way out of proportion. Way out of proportion. And I've said this from the very beginning. If you were someone that was being violent no matter on what side, if you were being violent, if you were trying to break windows and all those things, you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Period. And stop. I don't support violence. I don't support even violence that is done in the name of justice, right? I'm just not a violent person. I'm, I'm very much a pacifist. And so I, I oppose violence. Even if someone can make a good case to say, oh, but what about this and what about that? I am just in my person. I, I, I'm just imposed. I'm opposed to violence. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's not, uh, please, if you're leaving comments about this, please, let's not try and drain this chat down into a huge tangent, unless you're fact checking me on the numbers. Uh, because let's, let's just not, let's just not go down that rabbit hole, please. Uh, Tina B says, Ooh, critical drinker just ripped that Enola Holmes movie with Billy Bobby, James Earl Jones, Millie Vanilli, baby, baby, Jesus Brown. (laughs) Tina, I love you so much. Oh, Tina, that that's great. I love you, Tina. Uh, says she ugly cries. Don't let her ever cry. Oh no. I, I like I like Millie Bobby Brown. I, I think she's a very talented actress. Here's my fear. I think that she is getting very much um, taken in and is, I think, being absorbed by, by woke Hollywood. And it's just, it, it's going to destroy her. I, I just, I'm, wor- I'm concerned for her and for all the kids. Any, any kid actor working in Hollywood nowadays, I am terrified for, for a wide variety of reasons. Matthew Highland said, MCU's Eternals will be so woke that it'll be nominated for Best Picture. Probably, uh, based on the things that we've heard, of course. Uh, Thirsty's Warrior says, there's Brie in them hills. Is that a Ren and Stimpy uh, reference? The Blue Cheese Mountain. Speaking of great cartoons, Ren and, mm, excuse me, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, the original run. Fantastic. Uh, Bryant Barth is as revealing his nominee. He is nominated, Mank, for Best Picture. I would agree with that. I think that is absolutely one of the best films of the year. That's for sure. All right. Anyway, please be sure to smash that like button. I appreciate it. The chat has jumped on me again. Uh, again, some cha- some comments may have been skipped. It's 7.40 p.m. in the chat. It is 8.01 in real life. So I am roughly 20 minutes behind, just like normal. All right, let me jump over to my D-Live fam. What's going on, D-Live fam? Looks like it's nice and quiet over there. Mm, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Daniel Thorne says, This week, the media started labeling people who don't want to get poked with a needle as domestic terrorists. Wow. So if you don't want to get the jab, you're a terrorist. That's ridiculous. No, no, it, it means that you're using your prudential judgment to make a personal judgment call. This is not, this has already been made very clear, this is not COVID-23 like in the movie Songbird that had a 56% mortality rate. If it was something like that, okay, maybe someone could make an argument. I, I still very much am all about um, uh, individual rights. I'm still very much about government not having control over our lives. 
but we're not there. We're dealing here with a virus that, as far as survival rates are concerned, is 99.99% for the vast majority of people. For people my age, the flu is deadlier. And apparently the flu is gone now. Flu just flew away, I guess. Based on the numbers, right? Based on the stats that are actually being brought forward. So for them to label anyone as a terrorist simply for refusing to get a jab, that's ridiculous. You know, my my thought process on that has always been once there is a traditional vaccine, because I'm pro-vaccine. I think vaccines are great. I think vaccines do wonders. But once an actual traditional vaccine that is created using moral means, because so far every single vaccine that existed has in some way used aborted fetal tissue. And even though the church has come out to say it is morally permissible, and I know, Father, you probably can confirm this, they've said it's morally permissible, we still have in the church what we call prudential judgment, meaning that I and anyone uses their own wisdom and reason and logic to make decisions. And in this case, my prudential judgment is, no, I I want there to be a vaccine so that, again, there's no rush for me because, again, the stats are just pan out that, one, there's a very little chance that I'll even show any effects of the virus, and two, even if I do, I have an incredibly high chance of survival. So for me, it's like, once there's a traditional vaccine, I have no problem. No, I would have no problem choosing to get one. But when someone's forcing people and then labeling them as domestic terrorist, Daniel Thorne, that is insane. Daniel Thorne then says, St. Maud is a must-watch. Check it out. Will Gentry then says, it's quiet as quiet can be here tonight. It really is. Will Gentry then says, but you're missing the good news because masks and distancing got rid of the flu. You need to do this in in perpetuity now. Yay us. Here's the other thing, Will Gentry. If masks got rid of the flu, why hasn't it got rid of COVID? And again, I could be missing something here. I'm no medical expert, but aren't they kind of similar in, in how they're transferred. I know that COVID is more um, contagious, but isn't it very similar in a lot of ways as far as transmission? And if it is, how does that make any sense? And if it isn't, well, then I would like to know what it actually is. But that's just, oh, man. Will Gentry then says, that's the big joke. That's what these people can't answer. It's ridiculous. Yeah, seriously. It's a, it's a, I think it's a, it's, people would call me a conspiracy theorist. And I'm asking a good question. How is it that the flu can disappear and the claim be, oh, it's because we're washing our hands and distancing and wearing masks, and yet COVID is still rampant? Again, I might be missing something. And again, I'm more than willing to be corrected on this, but I think that these are honest questions that we should ask. Anyway, uh, I feel bad for my people over in the UK, like Will Gentry, like Andrew Hoyle, Hunk and Chunky, like every one of my UK brethren, because y'all got some crazy stuff going on over there. And and I hope and pray that y'all can come together um, and somehow be able to vote these these idiots out of office and get control of your country back, man. Because um, it's scary stuff that's being proposed. As you said, perpetual masking. And, and this is something that I've been saying for a long time. I honestly think that what they're going to do across the world, all of these major um, government bodies, government corporate bodies, what they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, now that we know that this helps to fight the flu, now we're going to have yearly periods of mandates. I could totally see them doing this. Where every flu season, for instance, they're going to say, ooh, we're going to mandate that you have to wear a mask as long as flu season lasts. 
Not only are they going to say you also have to get a flu shot, it's, again, everything is so just counterintuitive. And if they would at the least talk to people and not fearmonger them and actually explain the science behind it, I think a lot more people would be on board. But they're not doing that, right? They're instead trying to fall into fear-mongering, and that's just not a good thing. Be honest. It's a good policy. Will Gentry then says, we can't vote these people out. The opposition wants to lock down harder and for longer. We're screwed either way. <sighs> damn. Damn, damn, damn. Daniel Thorne then says, I'm surprised with all the movies about viruses and people wearing gas masks in them that everyone believes a surgical mask can work. Yeah, I mean, it's also funny when you look at like basic hygiene, the, the, what people are doing with these masks. It's like, really? You, you think that this is going to help you? By wearing a mask multiple times and the bacteria that you are already carrying and you allowing it to essentially, you're you're creating a Petri dish essentially in your mask if you're not cleaning it after every single time you uh, you use it. It's crazy. Um, anyway, DLive fam, y'all are great. Thank y'all for being there. Um, I'm going to jump out over to YouTube. Uh, Cobra Viper 999741 says, St. Cloud, or sorry, St. Maud is a reclusive young nurse whose impressionable demeanor causes her to pursue a pious path of Christian devotion after an obscure trauma. Ooh! So it's like a, is it a Catholic Christian movie? That That's brownie points for me. I, I always like those stories. There we go. By the way, Slicer, Whose Line is a great show, but um, it's the best comparison to the Golden Globes. Thursday Warrior says, I'd have I'd have green beer and pretzels for St. Pat's Day. You see, for me, I'm I've always been of the personage that to me, St. Patrick's Day should be about the feast of the great St. Patrick. And it bothers me so much when I see people going, Happy St. Patty's Day! Everyone's Irish today! I'm just like, no. It's a Catholic feast day. And it should be a day of commemorating someone who evangelized essentially the entirety of Ireland, or at the very least was the main source for it. Andrew Hoyle says, I've never been a fan of Dr. Seuss because I just found it a bit too weird, but canceling it is just utter bonkers. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree with that assessment. Uh, ZK Man says, Dr. Seuss book that are canceled are, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street if I ran the zoo, uh, McGilliot's Pool? What? On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, The Cat's Quizzer. So, I'm not an expert on Dr. Seuss, but McGilliot's Pool? What? Wow. That's just ridiculous, man. Uh, let's see. Orange Eye Review says, there are five pieces of Exodia Odin. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Fact checked. I've been fact checked. Thank you, Orange Chat. What I meant to say is I have all the pieces. All right. I got all of them. I got all of them. Four or five. Who cares? This is what... Thank you. Five pieces. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Everyone's like, how dare you? (laughs) You got it wrong. I apologize. As I said, I'm just getting back into it. It's been a while. I've never had all five pieces before, okay? Okay, people? I've got some Yu-Gi-Oh snobs in here, I see. But hey, that's a good thing, because y'all can help uh, in me getting back into it. I appreciate the fact check, though. It's like the last... The three next comments are just like, actually, uh, actually, it's... But hey, I'm a nerd on those things too, so I appreciate it. Uh, Pat S then says, 5DS sucked. What's 5DS a uh, reference to? Um, Hunky Chunky, there are five pieces. Thank you for pointing that out. Gosh. Uh, Let's see. 
What's going on? Uh, Soul Assassin says, Yo, hi, oh, the only card game I knew how to play besides poker and blackjack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mr. Jazz Fusion, what is going on? Uh, he says this, My Catholic high school days have, have me coming back, OMB. Is it guilt? I summon a demon on KK. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Gold Ration, what's going on? Uh, let's see. Esh Singh says, hell yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is awesome. Thoughts on MTG, Match of the Gathering. Never played it before in my life, but I've been watching a lot of Tim Pool, and he says that it's gotten pretty woke. So I, I don't think, I, I, I am someone where I don't want to go in with too many things at a time. So right now, my focus is trying to get into Yu-Gi-Oh, learning the new mechanics, the new cards. And it'd be really cool to be able to introduce that also to my cousin. Um, not my, my cousin, my nephew, my little nephew. Um, cause he's about seven or eight. Uh, so it's, he's actually just, he's getting into Pokemon. So he's actually asking me about Pokemon cards and I have Pokemon cards and I actually have like my old book and my, like the best card I had as far as value was concerned was I had a first edition holographic Jolteon card. Have no idea if it's worth anything anymore. I have a few first edition cards. Um, but I always, I always liked playing Yu-Gi-Oh more. Yu-Gi-Oh was more fun to play because it was more straightforward in my opinion and then uh, Pokemon was just fun to collect. And I loved playing, like, Pokemon Red on Game Boy. That was a fun game. I loved playing it. Um, it was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, right now, just looking in to, to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh. Because uh, it, it keeps the mind going. Uh, Esh Singh says, Hail everyone, by the way. How have you been? Oh, I've been doing fine, dude. How's it going? Been having fun. Uh, Slash Neon says, My favorite Egyptian god card is Slifer, the executive producer. <laughs> oh, really? Really now? Let's see. Mystic Thrones Moonlight says, I miss old TV shows that told a story, which is why I am binge-watching Castel, Castel and Angle? Castel and Angle. Did Was that supposed to be Angel? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Soul Assassin says, Are you team Red Eyes Black Dragon or Blue Eyes White Dragon? Oh, man. Uh, I was always Blue Eyes. I thought Blue Eyes was the, was the most badass card out there. So when I was building my deck, I got I got that Kaiba deck. Uh, my first deck was a Kaiba deck, and that's another thing that's somewhere in the randomness of my of my uh, parents' house. Somewhere my cards are there, and I, 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 I we we have been trying to find them for years now, haven't been able to find them. So that's why I just decided to buy uh, the decks that I bought. There's also uh, now that I have this one, and I actually really like the quality of it. There was a second uh, Classic Decks box that they released that has another Yugi deck. I think it also has a Kaiba deck or a Joey deck. So I'm actually looking to get that too to get all the the, the Red-Eyes Black Dragon stuff too. Because I did think that was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. But I mean, Blue-Eyes White Dragon wipes the floor with Red-Eyes Black Dragon. So, I mean, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. 70B has some trivia. It says... Uh, General Santa Ana only gave quarter to the women and children in the Alamo. Remember the Immortal 32. They fought till the end. Boom, baby. As Soul Assassin laughs at a word that I said. Andrew Hoyle says, I love 30 Rock and Tina Fey in it. I love Parks and Rec with Amy in it. But the two of them together, they suck so bad and they just aren't funny at all. I'm glad that you like them, Andrew Hoyle. I've, I've tried watching both and I just never could really get into it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Rosie G12 says, doesn't the word fey mean ugly? Is it feya or is it fey? I don't remember. That 70s rock fan is a member says, we will win the math wars as we have the numbers. Damn right. <laughs> math wars. 
Zach Richmond. Sudeikis plays an American college football coach who is hired to coach a UK soccer team. Hilarious and heartwarming show. It's the only show worth watching on Apple TV. So I, because I got an iPhone uh, before my son was born uh, for like sharing with the iMessage and everything with the family, it just made sense. It still makes sense at the time. Like seriously, the uh, the ability to, to share like the highest quality videos is great. Um, but interesting. Okay. Um, I do, but anyway, segue was, I, I think I still have an active, uh, Apple TV plus, but there are things that I put on my to watch list and I just, because it's only on my phone, I just never had a chance to watch it. Now that I finally caught up with, uh, with supernatural though, maybe I can finally start watching some stuff. All right, here, who is going on? Uh, Mystic Thrones Moonlight 11 says, I remember watching award shows with my parents to see what the stars were wearing and sometimes watch them sing if it was a music award show. Now we could care less. Yeah, um, a lot. I, a friend of mine, uh, Greta, Greta Zenner, uh, she loves watching those award shows because of the fashion. Uh, but even for her, it's getting harder to watch. Rosie G12 says, Odin, don't you think South Park's has gone woke? Absolutely not. Uh, South Park's always been uh, critical of the culture. What I always love about South Park is that they're always middle of the road. They always go after everybody. They go after every single person. So I don't think so. And Fearter says, The Martian won the Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture Musical Comedy. It's a joke. Yes, yeah, seriously. And don't get me wrong. The Martian is a fantastic movie, and there are some funny moments in it, but it's not a comedy. It is not a comedy. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I agree. Golden Globes, complete and utter joke for sure. Uh, 70s Rock Fan says, The only Golden Globes I care about belong to Gina. Oh, <sighs> that 70s Rock Fan. I think you were trying to make a joke there, and I didn't appreciate it. Forever Sci-Fi says, Randy and Butters are the two best characters. The Butters episodes, like where he's a pimp or where he's the virtual world, are some of the funniest. Yes, I agree. Everyone knows it's Butters. That's me. Uh, Butters is great. I'm Professor Chaos. I love his uh, idea to create global warming by just spraying aerosol cans into the air. It's like his master plan. Oh, it's so great. That's such a great show. Uh, Zion Waters, what's going on, man? Says, after Supernatural Season 5, the original writer left, and in my opinion, went downhill because the premise, purpose, and story direction changed. I think that's the reason why those initial episodes after were, were kind of weak, but I do think it eventually caught its footing and, and did improve, I think. Plus, you still have Sam and Dean played by um, Jared Padalecki and uh, Jensen Eccles, and I, I think that they just they made it work. They just, just really are such a great... Um, such a great duo. Kara Tharp, uh, I'm sorry, I shouted you out. Special K in the chat, Rhaegar Targaryen as well. Uh, Mystic Thrones Moonlight 11, uh, you're, you're still spelling Odin question incorrect, but I'll give you this one too. Uh, he says, I watched the Scooby Natural episode, and yes, it was a little weird, but it brought back good memories of me watching the show when I was a kid. Scooby Natural, also great. Again, any of the shows that are very like meta, Fantastic. Your Muslim uncle, hail to you. He says, hail and, peace upon, be, be, hail and peace be upon you. You as well, your Muslim uncle. Uh, Fat Elvis in the chat. Hail to you, Fat Elvis. Um, all right. People talking to each other. Bruce says, Supernatural anime was a 22-episode series, and I now own a Bob the Midichlorian short. Boom! Thank you very much for owning a Bob the Midichlorian short. I hope it's comfortable and brings a smile to your face, because just look at that little dude. Just look at And plus, it'll be a conversation starter, because people will say, who the heck is Bob the Midichlorian? And you'll just be like, hey, 
He's the toughest working midichlorian in the galaxy. That's who. Very proud of my wife on that design. She is working on currently, guys, my wife is working on a variation of my logo. And it's a t-shirt idea. And the variation of my logo is that she replaces pieces of it with pizza. So it's my logo, but with certain pieces filled in with pizza instead. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Especially to be like, hey, everybody, you want my face with pizza on it? I'm trying to get her to work on a Pizza Time uh, shirt as well. Got to embrace the pizza. Got to embrace the pizza um, personality that I have developed (laughs) with Friday Night Tights. Andrew Hoyle says, favorite musical movies, Blues Brothers, Little Shop of Horrors, both great shouts, Andrew Hoyle. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Anna and the Apocalypse is the best one of all time. I, I just, I always like to choose more obscure uh, choices. Matthew Highland mentions another really good one, Newsies with Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale sings and dances. He can't sing very well. He can actually dance pretty well, though. I will give him that much. Trivonal Alley on the Harbor. Tricentral Pockets guaranteed. Alrighty. Uh, Bruce says, Jesus Christ Superstar is my favorite musical. Oh, man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The myth from the man you will find where we all soon will be. If you strip away. Ah, man. That opening song is just so good. You started to believe the things they said of you. You really do believe that talk of God is true. Man, I wish my voice was in the right mood that I could hit those notes. In the car, I can hit those notes. <laughs> By the way, if you want one of the best versions of Gethsemane, you know, if you know Jesus Christ Superstar, you know Gethsemane, look up uh, Van Dask. Uh, he was someone who's been on the show on Friday Night Tights before. Uh, Van Dask, I believe that's his full channel name, Van Dask. He is an amazing singer. He's from Brazil. His version of Gethsemane, as my wife says, is the best version that sh- that she's ever heard. Um, Case, what's up going on, Case? Yes, Repo has the wonderful Anthony Stewart head, who plays uh, the Repo Man. And, oh man, he is so freaking great in that show. Nathan Slay says, what do you get when you cross Disney Plus with all the propaganda from Disney that makes you your head spin? Disney Plus. Nathan Slay, the, the, these jokes just aren't landing, bro. You might need to find a new profession. <laughs> uh, Pat S. says, I like the Supernatural episode where the bully became a ghost, and in flashbacks, Dean is his bully, and the kid gets bullied after Dean Sam stood up to him. Yeah, there are just so many great episodes in that. I will, I will definitely say that for sure. Kara Tharp says, La La Land and My Fair Lady are my favorite musicals. Not La La Land. No. I am not a fan of La La Land. My problem with La La Land is that the music's just not that great. But here's the thing. The same writers who did La La Land also did The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman has an excellent, excellent score. Much better than La La Land. But if you like it, obviously, um, good on you. Just not my cup of tea, I guess. 70B says, all I know is that the President Trump called for National Guard troops and the Speaker of the House, Nancy, said, nope, so period and stop. It's a fair point. And yes, period and stop. That 70s rock fan just says, deadly my arse. Uh, All right, chat has jumped on me like it always does. Make sure you smash that like button, people. We are getting close to the end, so I am now going to switch over to members only. So again, members only from this point forward. 
Uh, but before going into that, let's go ahead and uh, finish up with my DLAF fam. So DLAF fam, this, these should be the last comments that I read from y'all. Um, it says, Will Gentry, uh, South Park has lost its touch. It's not, uh, it's not bust, gut-bustingly funny in the way it used to be, but it's still the best we currently have by miles. I, I, I actually very much agree with that assessment. I think that's a good assessment. And um, there, are mo- there are some episodes that I think are pretty hilarious. I think that they've lost their nerve, if that makes sense. They used to take a lot more risks, and they, they, they have kind of held back, which kind of makes sense when you think about it, because they're rich. Like, not only is their show successful, they also have one of the greatest Broadway musicals of all time in the Book of Mormon. So I, I, think, that, I think that it's kind of caused them to, to lose their edge, which is very sad. But I agree, Will. Thank you. DLAF fam, y'all have been great tonight. Great, great uh, DLAF fam tonight. Y'all stick around. Of course, I'll do a, a chest opening for y'all um, in a bit. Uh, anyway, let's head over to D-Live, I mean, sorry, to YouTube, members-only comments. So again, if I skip your comment, it's because you're not a member on the channel. Thursday Warrior says, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Yes, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Eric Jouette, what's going on, says, evening, folks. That 70s rock fan, being to the rights of Pol Pot is now domestic terrorism. Pat S. then says, our archbishop just nixed one-third of the vaccines in New Orleans. Pat S., ooh, tell me more about that. What happened? I will say, I, I very much envy you having that bishop. That's all I'll say about that. Thursday Warrior says, number of new COVID cases in my state for today, 111. Herd immunity achieved? Yeah. You want to know why there's a massive drop-off in cases? Well, there's a lot of speculations as to why, but why in the hell are we still, you know, killing our businesses? Doesn't make sense. Bruce says this Thursday. Uh, oh, sorry, 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 Bruce. Sorry, Bruce. Sorry, Bruce. You're not a member. Sorry, 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 sorry. Members only. Uh, your Muslim uncle, the Johnson & Johnson is attenuated. What does that mean? I actually don't know that. I'm in a tough spot, says your Muslim uncle. Uh, then says, mom wants it. Uh, shock, uh, uh, shake said, get traditional one. God provided. Uh, the problem, if you if you mean that that's if you if you mean that tr- uh, the Johnson Johnson is more of a traditional one, the Johnson and Johnson is actually one of the worst when it comes to the use of fetal uh, of uh, abortive fetal baby parts. So that's why that's a no go for me. Uh, Rosie twelve says yes, Odin, because they're both coronaviruses. Yeah, okay, boom, there it is. All right, members only, people, members, members only. Andrew Hoyle says, nah, I'm moving to Texas. Boom, Andrew Hoyle gonna move from the UK to Texas. Um, if you can leave, if they allow you to leave, right? It's kind of scary. Rosie G12 says they're going to make us get vaccinated to travel abroad, which is again, freaking ridiculous and terrifying. And that's why we need to vote. Um, local elections we had today, um, vote in your local elections, because sometimes that has the biggest impact on your freedoms more so than anything else. Um, but yes, start local and then eventually hopefully build up. ZK Man says the vaccine might be the reason I move sooner than planned. Current job says it's voluntary, but they keep promoting we get it. So I expect in the coming months I, uh, they may try and make us uh, make it mandatory. Yeah, um, and that's obviously one of my fears a- as a teacher is that I guess that point. Right now though, it has not been mandated. Uh, that Sony's Rock fan, it's all about control. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. All right, members only, members, members only. Darius Muchausen, welcome back to the chat. Rosie G12 says, Odin, I'm 100% Irish except on my parents' side. (laughs) I see what you did there. 
Uh, Thursday Warrior says, I made my first Bitcoin purchase today. Boom, Thursday Warrior. Welcome to the crypto revolution, good sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Do you have any Doge yet? That's the real question. Elizabeth Lyons is a member. What's going on, Elizabeth Lyons? She says, hail, OMB Reviews. Hail to you. Your Muslim uncle says, was blessed to go to St. Patrick's grave. Nice. Definitely one thing I want to do. Pat S. says, St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland, which is strange because Ireland, i.e., had no snakes and St. Patrick didn't have a car. Yes. Uh, ZK Man says, majority of my DNA is between Scottish and Irish. Yeah, I'm Scottish, I'm saying I'm Irish, German, and French, mostly Cajun French. Pat S. says, 5DS was Yu-Gi-Oh! show in the late 2000s. Yeah, I mean, I, I stopped watching after the like the, the original, original show, um, but I heard the card game got pretty cool. Uh, Zion Waters says, 5D is a Yu-Gi-Oh! series in the card game. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. What monsters were introduced? Was that like the, introdu- uh, the introduction of uh, the XYZ monsters or something like that? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hardwick says, according to rumor, Feige is intent on the Eternals being released during Oscar season because he wants to win Best Picture. Supposedly, Feige engineered the Eternals as Oscar bait from the ground up by hiring Oscar bait director Chloe Zhao for, of Nomadland fame. Yeah, and sh- that movie is looking to get Best uh, best Director, Best, again, very much going to be a uh, uh, SJW-based Oscar season, uh, giving her unprecedented creative control and a huge budget. And guess what? You know what happens when you do that? You get A Wrinkle in Time, which, let's not forget, was one of the worst films ever made. That's what happens when you give a giant $100 million budget to someone who is an SJW. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons says, I just restarted X-Files. Nice. Hardwick says the Eternals is being shot largely on location with real sets instead of green screen and massive amount of practical effects. Feige wants it to be shot across the bow to uh, and acro- uh, wants a shot across the bow to Scorsese. Here's the thing. It's not going to be a good movie. So yeah, good, good job with that shot across the bow. But unless you actually are able to have a good, well-written film, it's not going to be good. Elizabeth Lyons says, I know March. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons then says, Faye means fairy. Nice. All right, again, members only. Elizabeth Lyons says, Hail Odin, how staying away from Twit Twat. I have been so good. I've only ever, I've opened Twitter once and it was not on purpose. It was because links are always shared in the Geeks and Gamers chat and it's always like a habit to click on it because typically we like to share and promote people. And I actually clicked on one and I immediately closed it. And all I saw was I had, of course, like the max notifications and like nine unread messages. And I'm like, who's messaging me on Twitter? I already told everyone that, that I'm not on there. But no, I, I didn't read anything. I did, Again, this, this is also within like the first weekend, um, too. But now I've, I've been much more cautious when reading the gamers chat. Uh, it's been great using uh, Minds, though. I love Minds. Kara Tharp says The Alamo 2004 is a really good movie. Yeah, I never actually got to see that. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons also says Kim Manners didn't leave Supernatural. He passed away. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, I remember seeing that in the in the Wikipedia page. Hunga Chunky. Sorry, you're not a member. Um, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, 70B, who's a, who is a Valkyrie, says, What is Meta? Re-Supernatural. <laughs> I see what you did there. Orange Eye Review says, Odin's Pizza Blog. Hmm. Something there, maybe. Could be. Uh, th- that's one of the things I'm looking into. I- as I said, I'm looking into potentially buying a domain name and also uh, buying one of the uh, one of the site packages for WordPress. 
uh, because they offer just a lot of things. So I, I theoretically could have a, a pizza section there. Um, but yeah, the shirt is absolutely going to be inspired by that. That's for sure. Hardwick then says, to add what you said about Millie Bobby Brown, I'm worried about Haley Steinfeld. Uh, it seems like Hollywood, the music industry, uh, as she's also a pop star, want to lead her in a negative direction. She seems to have more control. I think that she kind of became more famous older, so that might be better. I don't know. Olivia Lyons says, Andrew Lloyd Webber is a genius. Thank you. Yes, Dan Vask. Yes, Dan Vask. Freaking awesome, badass dude. Check out Dan Vass. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. All right. We are our members only, everybody. Again, apologize. Apologize. Hybrid X13, what's going on? Um let's see. Oh man, I need to I need to get through these as quick as possible. Um, let's see. Thursday Warrior says, you can't overlook My Fair Lady as a musical. Lots of chocolate for me to eat. Song with the chocolate references are, um, aces in my book. Um, lots of chocolate for me to eat. And oh, the towering feeling. Just to know somehow you are near. You mean, uh, that musical? I do love singing that song. Uh, Kara Tharp says, I love watching old TV shows. I Love Lucy is my favorite. Yes, classics are awesome. By the way, that still has, I think, the longest ever laugh from an audience. Like, nonstop laugh because of uh, what happened in the episode. Hardwick says, The Ghost in the Darkness is a movie about a man killing about man killing lions in Africa. If I recall right, it's based on a true story. Jerry Goldsmith's musical score is fantastic. That premise doesn't sound exciting to me, I think. Elizabeth Lyons <laughs> points to herself, says, Useless cesspool of knowledge. No, uh, not cesspool. Uh, you not even useless. I would just say rich, rich. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of another word. Rich cesspool of knowledge. <laughs> Rosie G12. I've never seen the Book of Mormon, but is it that good? Better than Sound of Music, Damn Yankees, Oklahoma Guys and Dolls. All those are great that you've mentioned. Um, it's just hilarious. It's just funny. Uh, Elizabeth Lyon says, have you ever heard, have you heard if there's a vaccine not using fetal cells? No, every single one of the vaccines currently being used at some point in its production have used aborted fetal cells. And so because of that, uh, based on my prudential judgment, um, there is not one yet that I've found that is morally um, acceptable, permissible. I hope and pray for it to happen one day. Um, Because again, as I said, I think vaccines are good inherently. Um, except when they're being pushed down people's throats and are using technology that has not been fully tested. Tina B says, local local elections mean nothing in my hometown. It's useless. If Satan had a D behind his name, these fools would vote for him. Here's the great thing about my town. We have nonpartisan elections. So the uh, candidates are not allowed to put D or R next to their names. So they have to actually run on the issues. It's kind of a cool thing, I think. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons says, they keep pushing vaccines at my school and district. They are making the parents believe that we teachers are all getting vaccinated. Not, whoa, that's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool, right? Uh, Teachers are now in the block of people that can get it. But yeah, so far it's been recommended. It's it's not been, it's not even been strongly encouraged. It's just been, hey, it's available. Uh, Feel free to get one. Uh, Jake the Movie Geek, uh, thank you for that super chat you sent four minutes ago. Says, do you have any tips on how to organize TV series DVD bonus features on Plex? Thanks. I wish, dude. I can't even figure out how to do uh, movie special features. There are plenty of videos on YouTube and other places, though, that that explain it. 
And from my from what I can gather, it's how you market. So you market by the movie title, but then there's a certain phrase you put after the fact, and then it'll in Plex automatically. It'll it'll code it in the right way for you to use. So I think Plex has a FAQ on this, and as I said, there are plenty of vid- videos on YouTube as well that do this as well. I, I wish I could help you more, Jake, the movie geek. I'm still trying to figure out how to get special features done because I know there's a way. It's just, uh, it just just takes a lot. Your Muslim uncle says it means dead virus. Didn't know that about the fetuses, and I'm stuck with bad choices. Yeah, seriously, there are no good choices, man. You know, and it it feels like we're. But again, as both you and I both know, God will provide. Uh, so I still have faith, man. Uh, Pat S says update: no celebrations for St. Patrick's Day. Oh man, this is talk about in New Orleans. Um, but we are having our mass at St. Patrick's. No St. Joseph feeding, but altars are okay. 50-50 on the Walk of Nine Churches. Everyone is following uh, Jesuit, uh, Jesuit's lead. Okay, Pat S., please let me know. I'm obviously following that website too because one of the traditions I love most and I was heartbroken last year when I couldn't do it is going on the Walk of Nine Churches. It's one of my favorite things ever to do. It's this great mini pilgrimage in the city of New Orleans. You go to nine historic churches. There's a great historian that breaks down the history of the churches as you go on the uh, the journey. There's prayers, talking. It's just, oh, it's just a great time, dude. And then uh, for me, I always love ending at St. Patrick's for uh, the 3 p.m. Uh, service of the Lord's Passion. Um yeah, Pat S, keep me posted. I'll, I'll obviously be following it as well, hoping and praying they have it. I'm afraid they're going to do a digital one, and I hope they don't. We need now more than ever to show and bear witness uh, to the faith, not hide. Rosie 12 says, hey, Odin, only 16 days until Snyder Cut. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Elizabeth Lyons says, Good for you, Odin. Way to stick to it. Absolutely. Uh, Hardwick says, uh, when a vision feels like it was written by two writers, the scenes, uh, cut out titles were all written with depth. The Monica Rambo scenes are one dimensional, cringy slay queen stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same writer. It's just that they're trying to get the different universes feel to it. Uh, Pat says, Hey, Odin, I know it's close to the end of the show. So really quick, uh, list your top 25 movies of the nineties. Thanks for letting me, thanks for letting me down, but <laughs> thanks for not letting me down, but no, I can't do it. I'm already past time. I'm 10 minutes over time. How dare you? Elizabeth Lyons says, when are you releasing your album? Odin? never album. I'm not good enough for that. Pat S says, I never saw a wrinkle in time. The movie was not made for me. It was not. It's terrible. Zakay man. I still post on Twitter, but hardly read anything. Feel good. Not seeing all the daily drama and anger from a lot of people on there. Yeah. Minds is a much happier place. Minds is a much happier place for sure. Um, Elizabeth Lyons says, never getting a vaccine until it's morally acceptable. Boom. Exactly. Nothing wrong with vaccines. Just got to be morally uh, created and safe. Harwick, did you hear the rumor that Marvel wants to hire Henry Cavill to play Captain Britain? I have not heard that rumor. I tend to try to avoid rumors as much as I can to the best of my ability. Whew. All right. And that is it. Thank you all very much, everyone. Elizabeth Lyons says, thank you for your live stream. I enjoy them as always. Thank you, Elizabeth Lyons, very much for that love. I, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being awesome, amazing, beautiful people. Shout out to my DLive fam. Shout out to my YouTube fam as well. Uh, but we have hit the end of the show. I am a little bit over time. Uh, but let me go ahead and pull up my YouTube members who are at the Army of Asgard level and above. Uh, one of the perks of y'all being a member at that level is that you get shout out at the end of every single live stream. Um, so let me just get that set up here. So huge shout out to M Tax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, FCC 2014, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Chat Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Also, a 
excuse me, a shout out to Priscilla Hall as I still have not been able to actually can I can I do this now? I might be able to. I might be able to. Let me let me put this in studio mode real quick and then let me uh, let me try and update this because I might be able to do this on the fly. I might be able to do this. I have the updated Patreon shout out video. Okay, done. Done and done. And uh, I'm assuming that means it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be ready to play. I, I I sure hope so at least. Anyway, uh, you guys are all amazing people. People, packs all Elizabeth Lions. Amen. 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 Amen to that. D live people, y'all stick around. I'll take care of y'all. Uh, with a little bit of a chest opening over there. Anyway, thank you all very much for your love and for your support. Also, any any of those Yu-Gi-Oh fans out there, uh, hit me up. Let me know uh, what's good, what I should look for, uh, what are some good decks to get into, that kind of thing. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, buy a buy the midichlorian shirt and be on the lookout because I will be trying to update the website pretty soon and uh, try and add some pretty cool stuff over there. And make sure to vote for the Wednesday Raven Award nominations as well. I'll post the link one more time. So this brings you to my current website. I hope to update it soon. Uh, but anyway, that will be a chance for you to enter in some of the best and worst of the year 2020. You guys are all amazing and beautiful and fantastic people. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my Patreon members, Albertus Magnus, Ali C83, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P, Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to You Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, The Honker Chonky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura Story, the modern major general, Mag Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you so very much for being my Patreon members. And a huge shout out also to my Subscribestar members, Stan Four. John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadon G. Adams, and Zekayman. Thank you all very much for being my Subscribestar members, and to all people who support the channel. It really does mean a lot. If you want to support the channel and have your name shouted out, please make sure that you join on Patreon or Subscribestar today. If you sign up at the $5 or up level, you also get access to exclusive giveaways, including for 4K and Blu-ray titles. At the $10 level, you get all that, plus you get access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. There's actually currently an episode that I made public uh, on the channel right now, so you can go ahead and check that out if you want to have more access to even more episodes and more content and the ability to ask us questions. Please feel free to check that out as well. And if you join at the $25 level and up, the 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 chosen of Valhalla level, you get to have all of those things. Plus, you get a free T-shirt that first month that you sign up for it, and every month you will be able to access the chosen of Valhalla live stream where me and my chosen just talk for about two, three, sometimes even four hours about whatever it is that they want to talk about. So check all of that out in the links in the description below. You are all amazing and beautiful people. We all have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.